What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Uh, I'm doing a thing where I'm holding the mic right now, so uh, you'll have to pardon if there's a little bit of uh, um, little bit of noise like coming from the microphone here. I apologize. I had to adapt to my current situation right now, So, um, but this will only be this episode. So the Nuggets start tonight. Uh, they'll be playing the Washington Wizards. Um, that game is not important. Um, the importance of the, the next 27 games is more what we're going to talk about here because, um, obviously people want them to come out and they'll look good against the wizards. The wizards are an openly tanking team. Uh, I'm not really concerned about how they, they come out because I think they're going to due to the break, they're going to come out a little rusty, but this is more about how the nuggets look in the intervening 27 games coming down the stretch because they're right now they're the fourth seed three games behind the number one seed in the west someone had asked michael malone at uh, one of the practices that the nuggets had prior to uh tonight's game and uh he said that uh pri- the priority is not the number one seed and uh, look i get why he says that um that is not something you want to it's not a sort of pressure that you want to put on your team and I think that if you had a goal like that the overriding pressure becomes the number one seed and not what you do in the playoffs I get that people have said over and over that the Nuggets priority this year is not um, what they do necessarily in the regular season but what they do in the playoffs so I get that Um, right now they are at 36 and 19 and they aren't, they aren't like in the, due to their three game losing streak, they aren't in the best position. Um, I would prefer them. And I said this in the last podcast, I would prefer them being, uh, definitely in a, uh, probably at the two or three seed at least at right now, their three game losing streak really cost them. Uh, and they looked terrible quite frankly in that three game losing streak i don't think anyone can look at the way the nuggets played in that on those games and think anything really positive there's intervening circumstances we've gone over those the nuggets were clearly checked out it was already it was already looking at vacation so i think that that part really affected them but there's other things to look at and you know a lot of that goes to decisions that were made in the offseason i won't recover them again right now but it may become pertinent in the future so the nuggets enter into this uh enter into this uh kind of stretch of basketball in a position they really weren't in last year last year the nuggets were in the catbird seat for most of this year in the western conference pretty much as soon as the memphis grizzlies fell off a cliff um and due to a lot of John Morant's problems that really began when they played in Denver that one game and the strip club. So really the Nuggets weren't, they, they were able to coast down the stretch, which really set them up, fortunately, for the playoffs. Uh, the playoffs in, uh, in 2023 really set up really well for the Nuggets in a lot of different ways. Um, but in the primary way that it set up was that the nuggets were able to rest going down the stretch they didn't really exert themselves and it it manifested itself in the kind of the 
the, 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 the bad record they had coming in down the stretch, but the Nuggets knew that they had a, such a cushion that they didn't really have to press. The Nuggets are in a much different place now, but not necessarily a place where they need to press, but it's going to affect the way they approach this. And one of the most important things, and I'll get to this in the second half of the podcast, one of the most important things the Nuggets need to do is not uh, burn out the starters. And I talked about burnout in the last podcast, but specifically Nikola Jokic. This is a very 2022-esque kind of season for Nikola Jokic, even though he's not playing at that level this year. Um, he is playing at an MVP level, but not that level. Um, and one of the reasons that uh, it does feel like that is because the starters, specifically Jokic, has had to carry a lot of the team this year because the Nuggets simply are not as good. And uh, that's just tangible fact. The, the Nuggets are not as good as they were last year. That doesn't mean they can't win us can't, can't win the finals. It just means that the Nuggets were victims to the war of attrition and uh, various decisions that the and directions that the management decided to go in in this offseason, which once again, they told us they weren't as concerned about repeating as they were about sustaining. okay? The word sustain, came into this so but so then it becomes really up to the players to lift a lot and the Nuggets uh, bench is terrible this year and there it's it's one of those things where uh, you you just you, you Reggie Jackson worked well as a replacement player for Jamal when Jamal was uh, was injured he has not been as good as the bench guy uh, what has happened with Reggie Jackson is that he has regressed back to being Reggie Reggie Jackson, who Reggie Jackson's always been throughout his career. Um, and whether you think that's a good an asset or not an asset is up to the eye of the beholder, uh, but it certainly isn't a replacement for Bruce Brown. So the Nuggets starters, the point I'm making here is the Nuggets starters have had to do a lot more this year, and Malone has had to get even more like Tom Thibodeau and and get into playing the starters more. The Nuggets starters have played more this year than most teams. It is just due to the fact of life. The Nuggets have went all in on development and they all and they went all in on not as good a roster. So it uh, is going to be interesting to see how they handle the last 27 games. In the second half, we'll talk about how the Nuggets can do this without burning people out, which is the key. Because if you're going to enter into the playoffs with the roster you have, it is essential, absolutely essential, that you enter into this this stretch without um, going gung-ho and burning out the starters. And in this way, Michael Malone probably will be different than Tom Thibodeau, who inevitably would burn out his starters and the team would flame out in the second round. This is a this is different. This team this team doesn't want to clearly, based on the way Malone was speaking, doesn't want to go this way. Now, it's interesting that Michael Porter Jr. was talking about playing the right way um, and doing things down this last stretch of games that it will be. It, it, it but different than the way people kind of look at the way Mike approaches things. Um, he mentioned defense and getting in a better offensive uh, situation. And one of those things is coming from Mike is that the Nuggets offense has been at times terrible this year in stretches. Uh, and particularly these last, I don't know, 
five games or so, aside from the Lakers game, which was very good. And I think I agree with Mike there is that the Nuggets, you know, Jokic does his thing and all that, but the Nuggets offensive flow has been really bad. They're not as good fast breaking. And a lot of that has to do with uh, no Bruce Brown. Um, Brown really gave the Nuggets uh, a transition option that they just do not have. And quite frankly, Michael Malone does not practice uh transition doesn't practice fast breaking so this sort of thing is really dependent on the the type of player that you have the nuggets transition offense is just not as good as it used to be they don't get as many breaks so the nuggets need to get into as mike said better offensive flow and that's one of the overall points of just the season in general Um, they do have a situation where they're coming in off the bench. You have, uh, guys who were really, I mean, despite him having a breakout year, uh, Peyton Watson is not an offensive threat. Neither is Christian Brown, neither is Deandre Jordan and neither is, and, 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 uh, Reggie Jackson can only do so much. And nine times out of 10, he's looking to shoot, not distribute. So the bench unit is just hampered by a lot of bad process. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with the lack of starters and the lack of stagger with the starters and what Malone is going to have to do is get creative. And I think, I think that is what Mike was hinting at. And I think that that is good, good process in the long term, in the, in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things, the pursuit of seeding is going to matter despite the fact that the four, the top four think teams in the Western conference are clearly better than the, the, the teams that are on from five to, to 11. Um, but it is still a, you've got to pre- preserve your position and you can, you can, you can't let your guard down. And that is going to be a very, very hard, hard line to toe because since the Nuggets are not as concerned about the seeding, uh, they need to preserve four because you want home code advantage in at least the first round. And where the Nuggets are right now is they, I think they're three, three and a half games up on the five seed, but you can't go through a streak like you had heading into the All-Star break. And the Nuggets got to guard against that. But it's not necessarily going to be something that is you're going to have to put the pedal to the metal going forward um the nuggets schedule is uh not hard um but it's not simple they they have two back-to-backs one coming at the end of this month they do play the timberwolves three times they do play the lakers i think two more times or one more time they do play uh, they, I don't think they play the Thunder again. I think they've played all four games for the Thunder um, this year. Uh, or maybe it's maybe they've played three. No, but I think it's four. Uh, they've already lost the season series to the Thunder, so that's something that the Nuggets have got to put out of their minds. Uh, they play Utah more. They play, uh, you know, and they do have a stretch of home games here. But the schedule isn't what you would call really taxing uh the nuggets don't have a long road trip so they can make hay while the sun shines without hopefully without uh uh, having to exert themselves in a way that would cause burnout or injury which is one of the things you have to prevent 
the Nuggets really benefited from good health last year, um, particularly down the stretch. And uh, the Nuggets have had some bad injury luck this year, particularly with KCP and Jamal Murray um, towards the All-Star break. And I think that contributed to the Nuggets' uh, play issues at that time. KCP's had a uh, hamstring, and if anyone's had a hamstring injury, could tell you those things are 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 really difficult to predict. One of the worst injuries to ever get is a hamstring injury because it can flare up anytime. And you never know truly, unless you take a really long time off, you really never know truly if it's fully healed. So that part is, is, is going to be an, an issue here. And I, and I would not blame the Nuggets if they really took extra time to make sure KCP is fully ready. Because when he came back in that one game, he looked terrible and was clearly not right. So uh, we'll be getting to that. So, But in the second half, I'm going to talk about how the Nuggets can approach the, the last 27 games of the year and do it in a way that does not, to preserve winning, but does not uh, burn out your starters. And uh, this is, like I said, the most essential thing that the Nuggets have to do along with preserving their health. And we'll be getting to that right after the break. One of the things for Michael Malone to really concentrate on is preserving a, a, a winning uh, trajectory, which is going to be helped out by the schedule, while also preserving your starters. And I think the Nuggets really, that, that is the most difficult task, uh, you know, right now the Nuggets don't have the play, as I pointed out in the first half, they don't have the play, they don't have the, the, the wiggle room that they did last year. So this is going to be a new thing, this is going to be a new approach that they have to take. Um, clearly the Nuggets are best when their starters are playing, I think that's true with 90% of all teams. So the Nuggets' approach to the second half of the year is going to have to be about winning but not burning out your starters, Jokic in particular. Jokic is a tank. Jokic can, you know, knock on wood, go a long stretch without getting injured. He is remarkably durable, uh, which is one of his best traits as uh, the city of Philadelphia can tell you with specifically with Joel Embiid uh, that can go a significantly long way right now uh, the Nuggets have to try and preserve their health heading into the last part of the season uh, they're going to be helped out and this is going to be part of this strategy they're going to be helped out by Minnesota and Oklahoma City have both having some really difficult stretches of basketball. The Nuggets do play the Clippers more. The Nuggets play the Clippers twice more. And that will go a long way towards determining the positioning between the two of them. Uh, I don't think the Nuggets are particularly worried about the Clippers, but uh, the Clippers are clearly a much better team this year. Much better team. Uh, and this is going to be something that is really, really, really going to be weighing heavy on what the Nuggets do. Um, but the schedule of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the uh, um, Minnesota Timberwolves gets a lot harder for certain stretches this year. Um, very specifically Minnesota, who's really benefited from uh, easy stretches of basketball this year. 
so easy stretches of schedule basketball. So what the Nuggets need to do is find the balance between playing well and rest. One of the one of the big things that I have seen is that when the Nuggets work well, when they stagger both Mike and Jamal with the bench. One of the things Malone has struggled with is finding the balance with playing well with the bench and not ex- overexerting stretches with the bench. There was a point in the, uh, I believe it was the the Lakers game where Mike was st- with with the bench and with Jamal, and he played Mike for far too long, far 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 too long. It was a it was a too long of a stretch. Where Malone has always struggled is finding the sweet spots of where to take people out and leave them in. He this is you know, and, and a lot of coaches struggle with this, but Malone in particular. Has a for a guy who is as good a coach as he can be, he often struggles with feel of the game. He gets tunnel vision, and tunnel vision can be really bad if you're trying not to burn out your starters. Uh, I'll be 100% honest here. So, what Nuggets uh, for Malone has to do is find that stagger. And one of the things that I have actually wondered why he doesn't do, what he why he doesn't do it this way, and this could be a Jokic thing, is why Malone doesn't. Uh, play Jokic in shorter stints. I mean, he plays Jokic for on the entire first quarter, the entire third quarter, and then half the second, uh, roughly half of the second and the fourth, which, you know, if he was doing what the, uh, like maybe what Rick Carlisle was doing, which is was playing with Dirk Nowitzki, five minutes, two minutes off, you know, and then another three-minute stretch, two minutes off, and then you play a good stretch, two, three, four minutes off, uh, getting rest throughout the game rather than having set rotations. And this could be done with Mike, and this could be done with Jamal. Uh, with Aaron Gordon, it's less important because Gordon needs to play with Jokic uh, in, on, in the regular season until they get to the playoffs when he can be the bench center, okay? But and during the regular season, when the Nuggets clearly do not want to do the Aaron Gordon at center uh, thing that often until they get to the playoffs, what the Nuggets have needed to do is is kind of link Jokic and uh, Gordon together, but have probably give Jokic some rest and then put him in with the bench at times. There's there seems to be um, kind of a reluctance to stagger. Um, Jokic specifically with the bench. But one of the things you can do with that is that you can increase the amount of in-game rest that Jokic gets and Mike and Jamal and keep Aaron Gordon on his set rotation for the regular season. Doing that can actually increase the rest and it actually won't give you the lulls. One of the things that the Nuggets have struggled with this entire season um, it's something that's obviously was true last year and other things, but it seems being, it seems to have been very disparate and, and exaggerated this year is the lulls when the bench comes in and the leads being given up and the, the, the holes that the Nuggets have been put in that the starters have to pick up again. If you do a more evenly spaced out stagger, uh, you're not constantly having to come back from a hole. You're not constantly having to... Uh, dig yourself out or or go on a run to preserve a lead like the Nuggets have having to do, which, per, which you have to exert a lot of energy when you do that. 
And it can be very disheartening if you're a starter coming in after all the good work you did, you leave and then the lead's gone, everything's gone, uh, and you are kind of stuck with overcoming what the bench did. And since clearly the bench has issues this year, Jokic, Murray, and Porter all kind of sprinkling in and out through the game will actually benefit the team, benefit the bench, and benefit the uh, the rest quotient overall. Because regardless, you are spending time resting during a game. But having that on-off, on-off, on-off thing for all three of those guys could actually help both the bench and the way the Nuggets rest. Doing a, a kind of a, a evenly dispersed resting system uh, will help help out specifically keeping the game more even. Which, which once again, this Nuggets team has struggled with uh, uh, keeping the game just on an even keel. Um, not many blowouts this year. Uh, the Nuggets have often had to, like I said, overcome a hole the bench has dug them. There are things like that that can be really, really, really irritating for starters to get back in because you expend a lot of energy. Also, the Nuggets will have a stretch of games that are fairly easy. Um, selective rest will be a good, will be 100% uh, vital this year. Absolutely vital. Um, getting guys um, targeted rest days when you're playing a not, you know, over the over the moon tough p- opponent would be great. Um, I think the Nuggets' target this year should be 20 more wins uh, out of the last 27 games. Okay, there should be like in the realm of 18 to 20 wins going into the break, allowing yourself a, a cushion of about seven to eight losses. Um, and one of the things we need to understand is this is the way George Carl used to look at things. And we know we all criticize George for various things. But George used to always go look at, look at games and stretches of we need to go, uh, like on a road trip, he'd say we, uh, a, good, and a good road trip would be three and two on a five-game road trip. Um, and then he, he would say this at the beginning of every home stretch. He said, we need to go, we need to go four and one on this homestand. Uh, and, but he always looked at things in five to six game stretches. And what that did was it just broke down things in just quadrants. If the Nuggets do this, achieving what they need to achieve to preserve either at the minimum, at the minimum, the four seed, um, will go a long, long way. Uh, and maybe Malone needs to start breaking down these stretches of games that the Nuggets are going to be going through to get into a better position heading into the playoffs. Obviously, the big games are against the Timberwolves. The big games are against the Clippers. Those are the two uh, opponents the Nuggets will be facing this year uh, This the, down the last stretch of these the, the stretch of games. That will be the the big kind of barometer games. The Nuggets have already had measuring stick games against the Celtics and the Bucks um, at home, and certain ones like that. But really, truly, the 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 big tests will be the three games against the Timberwolves, which is amazing that the the Nuggets played the Timberwolves in the week one of this year, and then 
uh, not again until I think it's March. <laughs> They're going to play the Timberwolves three times in March, which is insane. It's weird scheduling by the NBA, but we've discussed this NBA scheduling issues before. So where the Nuggets need to go is to look at this in quadrants, evenly space the, the, the rotations to where you aren't letting the bench get you into a hole. If you keep the game even, you are not going to be constantly exerting en- energy coming back. The Nuggets do this. They will probably be in a more well-rested scenario heading into the postseason, either from seed number four to seed number one. Okay. And I kind of am okay with the Nuggets not wanting to gun for the first seed, uh, considering where they are at and considering what they did last year. Um, Because doing that would be requiring putting the pedal to the metal. And it's clear that no one in the organization is wanting to do that sort of thing. You do, and, and nor should you, because you open yourself up to injury, and then you open yourself to peaking early, which is something that definitely the Nuggets didn't do last year, but uh, you would be at risk of doing down the stretch. You never want to go into a scenario where you played your best basketball in March. You want to be playing your best basketball April through June. So keep that in mind. So those are ways the Nuggets can look at this down the stretch and and still do this. It's going to be, I wouldn't say hard to stay at the minimum four, but the Nuggets are going to have to keep an an eye on the wins. They can't go go through long stretches of losses. So this is going to be a needle that the Nuggets need to thread that is going to be, it's going to be a little difficult but it's not impossible for the team to do. I think uh, it's doable for the Nuggets to kind of ride the line of preserving health, preserving rest, and winning games. Once again, the schedule probably will help out a little, and the Timberwolves and Thunder schedules will also help out a little. So the Nuggets got to count on that and then play their two games against the Clippers and uh, see where those chips may fall. All right. Thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast. I'm going to be back on Saturday with another episode.